Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, here we are. We're back together again today. If you listened to me yesterday, you know I talked about Jeremiah 1 and God's calling on his life, how God was trying to get him ready. And he said he, God had formed him in his womb that he, was, he had a plan for him. He set him apart to be a prophet. He knew well ahead of what God was going to do. God knew what he was going to do in Jeremiah's life. And so we, he was telling him, you got to stand up. you got to do what I command you to do. And, folks, that's what he's telling us today. Our Heavenly Father, open our minds and hearts as we look through Jeremiah chapter 2, that, God, we would also listen. We'd also be obedient. We'd also know your will and follow it. God, give us direction. May we be alive in your spirit. God, if there's one struggling that's listening today, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, bring hope to them, bring life to them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Chapter 2 of Jeremiah. The word of the Lord came to me, go and proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem. So God is telling Jeremiah to go proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. I remember the devotion of your youth. And how a bride you loved me, and followed me through the wilderness, through the land not sown. Israel was holy to the Lord, the firstfruits of his harvest. All who devoured her were held guilty, and disaster overtook them, declares the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord, your descendants of Jacob, all you clans of Israel. This is what the Lord says. Okay, let's listen to see what the Lord says, okay? This is the Lord talking. What fault did your ancestors find in me that they strayed so far from me? They followed worthless idols and became worthless themselves. This is what the Lord said. What fault? What did they find in me? That they strayed and followed idols. They strayed away. I led them. I showed them the hand of God, but they strayed away. People, we know what's right, but so many times we stray away. All of a sudden, God and his holy church means nothing, means absolutely nothing. We are going to stand in the judgment of Almighty God someday. What are you doing with your life is what he's trying to get across. So they followed worthless idols, and they became worthless themselves because their life was not fixed on God. People, our life must be fixed on Almighty God. They did not ask, where's the Lord who brought up out of Egypt? Here he was. He brought them out of Egypt. He brought these people to the land of milk and honey. After wandering in the desert, saved them on the Red Sea, saved them all through life. They watched the power of God at hand, but they threw him under the bus. How many of us throw God under the bus by the way we live and the choices we make and how we don't even raise our kids to know Jesus? We raise them totally in the world. People of God, we've got to get real before Almighty God. Well, a land of drought and utter darkness, a land where no one travels, no one lives. I brought you into a fertile land. I brought you a land to eat fruit and rich produce. God's telling him what the benefits were. But you came and defiled my land and made my inheritance detestable. I brought you into this land flowing with milk and honey. I took care of you. I did what I promised I would do. But yet again, again, you fell away. Again, you fell away. That reminds me of us years ago when the pilgrims 
arrived and all these things, and they were given thanks, and God was important. In fact, in the early the 1600s, 1700s, and 1800s, the great revivals, the movement of the Spirit of God and the movement of God in people's life, and then suddenly, and then suddenly, people turn their back on God again. People turn their back on God. Then we see some other things happen and things getting better maybe in the 50s and 60s. And we see holiness. We see God moving in powerful ways. Great revivals taking place. Billy Graham led many of those great revivals. Many people of the Lord. And then now here we are in the 2020s. We see people forsaking God. We see the nation going downhill 100 miles an hour, giving in to the world and all the desires of the world. And we wonder, why the end may be near because we have turned our back on almighty god the priest did not ask where is the lord those who deal with the law did not know me the leaders rebelled against me the prophets of baal followed worthless idols they followed worthless idols they made idols golden images they made all sorts of idols you know a lot of times our people make idols what are they money materialism they're idols time, time you take away from God. They're idols. We've made many idols. Many Christian people are turning their backs on God for the world. Somebody's got to stand up, folks. Somebody's got to stand up. We've got to stand up. So then he goes in verse 9, Therefore I bring charges against you again, declares the Lord. I bring charges against your children's children. Cross over to the coast of Cyprus and look, send to Kedar, observe closely, see if there has been anything like this. Has a nation ever changed its gods? Yet they're, yet they're not gods at all. But my people have exchanged their glorious gods for worthless idols. Be appalled at this, you heavens, and shudder with great horror, declares the Lord. My people have exchanged their glorious God for worthless idols. People in this world today, people have exchanged their walk with God for worthless idols. The idols of the world that call us away from the church, that call us away from the things of God, that put everything else before God. No wonder we're struggling. No wonder the world is in chaos because we have forsaken the God that loved us, the God that created us. He goes on to say, My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Is Israel a servant, slave by birth? Why then has he become plunder? Lions have roared, they have growled at him. They have laid waste to his land. His towns are burned and deserted. Also the men of Memphis and Telephenus have cracked your skull. Have you not brought this yourself by forsaking the Lord your God when he led you in the way? Now why go to Egypt to drink water from the Nile? And why to go to Syria to drink water from the Euphrates? Your wickedness will punish you. Your backsliding will rebuke you. Consider then and realize how evil and bitter it is for you when you forsake the Lord your God and have no awe of me. People, that is the truth. People have stopped 
having awe of God. They have stopped having the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord living in the sense of knowing that God watches us and God sees us, that God knows all. You can't hide from God. You think in your life you're hiding from God, nobody sees. Maybe you go to church every Sunday, but your life outside of church has nothing that represents God at all. Well, I'm glad you're going to church. And I do hope that God gets a hold of your heart, maybe at church, but maybe in that quiet hour that you're alone with him. I encourage everyone to get alone with God. Find that place and get alone with God. Say, God, help me to change those things that need to be changed. And some of those things are going to be difficult. Some of those things are going to be tough. Some of those things you've done forever, you've been going a one-way street the wrong direction. Some of you are going to be held accountable because you have taught your children that the house of God is not important. The ways of God are not important. Some of you have taught false doctrine. You teach that, hey, Whatever you want to do, as long as you believe in God, well, even the demons believe in God. Don't teach people to sin. You're going to be held accountable for that. You're going to be held accountable for what you teach your children and what you teach those around you. We've got to stand up. The good news, we can all change. We can all turn things around. I certainly have to change, turn things around in my life from time to time. When you see you're going down a path that needs to be changed, change it. That's what my dad would always say. He said, son, if you get knocked down, you get back up again. That was from his old football days. But it's a, it's a life application. When you get back down, get back up again. Don't dwell on it. Don't dwell on your sin. Dwell on the things that you did that, that you shouldn't have done. Get back up again. Say, hey, I'm going to get going. Maybe some of you are not involved in, in your church like you should be. Well, get up. Start changing it now. Start doing something. Get involved in vacation Bible school. Work with your kids or your youth or your senior adults. Go out and help. We're, we're uh, working on our playground. In fact, we just did when this show arrives. We've already done it because I, I broadcast this a little earlier. But we went out and, and we had a bunch of people go out and stain and fix our playground for our kids, for our day school. And people, you know, they respond to those things. Do something. As I said about a week ago in one of my messages, do something. Step up to the plate. Let God know you mean business. Or do you mean business? Or maybe you don't mean business. Maybe you're just rolling the dice with your God. I tell you what, this is not a time to roll dice with God. This is not a time to play with the commitment that God has for you. This is a time to listen like Jeremiah did. Listen, God had a plan for you. He planned you before he knew you. He knew all about you. He knew your situation. Are you following his plan? Are you listening? Are you being obedient? I want us to be real. When you say, Pastor, you've been hammering on us the last few days. I don't want to hammer on anybody. I just want them to follow the will of God. I want us to be a living witness to help change this world. We've got a world that's going a one-way street, the wrong direction, and we can do our part, at least change Boise and Caldwell and Napa and Middleton and Melba and Payette and Cuna, wherever. We can do our part, and let's do it. Let's stand together. Let's stand in one accord and say, I am going to be a difference maker for the cause of Jesus Christ because he loves me, and he has a wonderful plan for my life, and he does love you. 
He loves you and wants you to get back up again and keep moving. Lord bless you. I love you. I hope you have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.